the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener, we really appreciate you choosing us to listen to and also appreciate our longtime listeners. Yes. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed about movies. Scott is more analytical while I'm a little bit more open-minded. We are unscripted and unfiltered, which means things will get a little wild and crazy, probably. Mm -hmm. So you better buckle up. And what movie are we talking about today, Shelly? Oh, geez. Puppet Master. Yes. One of Shelly's favorite movies of all time, apparently. I mean, it was up there when I was <laughs> it a was. kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, it, it was it was very much up there. Do you think it held up? No. Yeah. I was reading the trivia about this, and it said that it was going to be released in theaters, but then they were like, oh, you're going to make so much more money if you just release it direct to video. Mm. I don't know if it... I mean, maybe seeing it in a theater would be kind of cool. Yeah, maybe. I remember back in those days when they were like, oh, that movie, it just released direct to video. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> oh, God, I feel so bad for it. Yikes. Yeah. Or you're like, I've never heard of this movie before. It was a direct to video movie. It just was released and no one heard of it. But it obviously did well because there's like 80 movies now after this. There's sequels. I had no idea, honestly, until you started telling me all of them and i'm like what kind of a puppet master fan am i if i don't know about all these i know it's crazy 15 films 15 yeah i wasn't kidding holy moly that's a little overkill i would say i know it's it's crazy and there's like ones that are just about the puppets there's like blade or something like that and there's other puppets and yeah i like him uh, I watched, well, yeah, he's like the main puppet kind of in this mm-hmm. one. I watched one called um, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Yeah. Uh, before this, because it was written by S. Craig Zoller. And I had watched his movies. I really liked Bone Tomahawk. It was pretty cool. And Brawl in Cell Block 99 and Dragged Across Concrete. I thought they were all okay. And um, they were like, oh, he wrote Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. I'm like, what? Say what? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a chance. And it has one of the craziest kills in that movie. Really? Well, I told you and you freaked out. That's right. Should I just go ahead and tell people? Mm, how long has it been out? A while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so if you don't want to hear about the craziest kill in the movie and would like to watch it, just fast forward a couple of seconds. Yeah. But a puppet goes up a pregnant woman's vagina. Mm. And comes out with the dead baby. That's like breaks out of the pregnant woman's stomach and kills her you, and the baby. You would not. I mean, that's. Do you think that's crossing a line? Eh, I was just. I, I wasn't like, I am so offended. I was just like, <laughs> whoa, I've never seen that before. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You know, it's not real, but still that that could be triggering. I could see how that could be triggering to some people. You're telling me a puppet can't go up a woman's vagina? No, not in real life. Fair enough. Okay. Maybe in your dreams. (laughs) Yeah. So I watched that and I was like, hey, it was okay. They basically make the Andre Toulon, the puppet master guy. Toulon. He's like a a Frenchman that worked with the Nazis in Nazi Germany. And Hmm. apparently that guy becomes the villain of some of the movies that are the hero. I don't know. The third one is called Puppet Master Toulon's Revenge. Oh. So I would have to, like, the lore, I guess, is pretty deep <laughs> for a puppet master. Wow. Because in this, he seems like a nice old man. Yeah, the guy at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And they remake it in The Littlest Reich where he's like this evil Nazi scientist. And Aww. He's somehow still alive in current times and he makes his puppets kill a lesbian couple because he's disgusted. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because he's an evil Nazi. That's not cool. So they were like, let's make this kind old man into a terrible Nazi. <sighs> so I had never seen this before. I'd always heard of uh, heard of them and I'd always heard of like Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, you know, like that crossover. So this this was new to me. It's a little odd that I like it since I don't like movies with dolls in them. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't consider, even though I know they are dolls, to me they're not the kind of dolls that scare the shit out of me. Yeah, like where would where do you think that that started? Like, what age did you see something that like scared you from dolls? Probably like three or four. Three or four. Yeah, Chucky. Yep. Yeah. I used to be scared of that. Now that I'm 6'1", you know, a grown man, and I'm just like, kick him in the face. Mm. You know, Chucky works with him just sneaking up on you, but when he's like charging at you, it's just like, oh, look how cute that is. (laughs) He thinks he's going to kill me. (laughs) I wish I could have that mindset. I would love to see a movie like that now today where they were like, oh, look at that. Look how cute he is. Like, look how small he is. He thinks he's going to try and kill me. Well, some of the parts in this movie, I was like, you're you're just sitting there for like three seconds before anything happens. Why don't you fight back? Yeah, which I guess we can get into it. Do you think that these puppets have regular human strength? I mean, they must. Uh, yeah, they'd have to. That's the only way I can explain like how they can take down a whole human person. Yeah. human A full person. a full human person because i mean you know they're like little dolls they're like little kind of gi joe scale type puppets they're little dolls you know yeah you know man they're little dolls (laughs) (laughs) so you know i mean it doesn't really seem to work but they they really kind of just ambush you which is really the only way that they could probably kill kill you yeah i mean they have to Get you when you're sleeping or got your back turned or you're having wild sex on a bed. Yeah, exactly. And tied up. That's, <laughs> that's wild sex. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to kill him. They mm-hmm. was like, oh, you, you've got to be tied up. He's got to be having sex. He's got to be blindfolded. And then I'll have a chance to kill this man. <laughs> I would love to see. I know we kind of talked about it with Child's Play, but it would be nice to see like a realistic kind of horror movie with puppets trying to kill you. You're like, get away. Like, stop it. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> well, there is one. The... um. I forgot one of the ladies. We'll get to it. But she really fought back. Megan, I think. Yeah. the Neil's ex that owns the hotel. Is that the lady mm-hmm. you're talking about? Oh. No. She throws a puppet and that's pretty damn funny. The um the one from the very beginning that was telling their fortune. The fortune. Oh, lady. okay. Yeah. So the movie starts and we're in the Bodega Bay Inn in 1939. Yep. On a cliff next to an ocean. Which apparently this was a model. They built it and it's about the size of a refrigerator and they hung it up to make it, it's like special practical effects. Hmm. I'll be damned. Yeah, this is not a real hotel. They should have blew it up at the end. Yeah, if they had the money, but I, I don't think they have the money. Oh, darn. I mean, it, the movie just basically ends. I mean, come on, the main character is like, see you later, walks away and that's it. <laughs> darn, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> You've really got to put two and two together on this here because it doesn't really explain much to you as to what is happening. No, it doesn't. You meet Andre Toulin, and I'm hopefully putting some uh, education on that name there, Toulin. Uh, He's played by William Hickey, who is 
he, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I remember him most because as a kid, he was in that show Wings as the old man that, like, drove everybody crazy. Okay. They'd be like, oh, do you need to go over here? I mean, what are you doing in town? He'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just drove everyone crazy. So I was like, oh, well, okay. And I was like, he must be a main character in this because I don't recognize anybody else. But no, he's in it for, like, two mm, seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised because he was... I, I liked him at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He seemed very caring of his dolls and was wanting to take care of them and keep them safe. Yeah, and I was a little surprised at first here because just from what I've heard of these movies, I thought the puppets were like just nothing but evil. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they seem to be nice. They're helping him out because he's making this puppet with like a sectioned face that like twirls around and it has different emotions. And he's got all these puppets on the lookout for these two men that are dressed completely in black. Right. Which I guess we're supposed to assume are Nazis. Yeah, I mean, any any man dressed in black is not good. Well, in 1939, yes. you really have to assume. Absolutely. Um, yeah, none of this is explained. You can really put your own explanation onto it if you want, but I just assumed it was like, Oh, the Nazis want his dolls for reasons? I think it's because they do whatever their master wants. Mm-hmm. So, Puppet Master, you know? Oh, is that the title? That is, is that how the title works? It is not the Puppet Master. It is just Puppet Master. It's a Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> these movies, it's always so funny. There's, like, Hellboy does it, but there's all these movies that are like, you know, Hitler was into some weird shit. <laughs> He was really into puppets and the spear of Christ, and he wanted, the, yes, he wanted to do everything to win the war. And is, yeah, again, none of that is explained in this movie, but you just have to imagine that these guys want the puppets so they can win World War Two. Mm. <laughs> okay, you yeah. know, let's just go with it. You just cut to a, a military guy being like, "Okay, General Hitler has got his hands on some crazy Egyptian shit. It's to bring puppets to life." And I'm like, oh. That's it? <laughs> Just puppets? <laughs> Not like a robot or anything? And he comes back and he's like, okay, General, he got himself another piece of weird magic. He has a doll called the Good Guy Doll that's about knee high, and it's possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. Like, Well, I mean, it's a little taller than the other dolls, I guess. But Me, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Good luck. These men in black are walking up the hotel, and you see a POV of, like, a small figure running around the hotel, like, underneath people's legs, and no one is noticing it. No. I mean, he's a little bit bigger than a rat, I would say, and yeah. I would certainly see a rat and be screaming my ass off. Like, the best thing I can compare it to is a G.I. Joe action figure. So, I mean, you know, if we were in a lobby of a hotel and see a G.I. Joe running around... The way the camera's moving is it's moving pretty damn fast, so mm-hmm. you would notice it. Absolutely. And none of these people know what the hell is going on. So the Blade puppet goes up to the hotel room where Toulon is staying and has all of his puppet equipment. And these things make sounds, too. And it's funny, in the trivia, they were like, despite having no lungs or organs, they make sounds and can breathe. Yeah, because you hear them. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's like me running. <laughs> Especially the fat one later, the big one. <laughs> You have to get the idea that they're moving. I, I guess. guess so. Because, yeah, Toulon opens his door and Blade is there. And he's like, I know. I'm just doing his voice as he is from <laughs> Wings. He's like, I know. I know they're coming. 
Or the puppet's like motioning like, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't know. <laughs> so basically, these men in black come up to the hotel room, and as they are walking up there, Toulon's like, I'm sorry, my friends. I wish we could have had more time. Anyway, <laughs> shoots himself in the head. Anyway, see you later. Last words. But it's kind of funny because he puts this pistol in his mouth and it's like a little spray of red jam behind his head. Yeah. Like, and it's like, Poo. That's all they could do. That's all they could afford. So the movie cuts from 1939 all the way to 2023 because <laughs> it says present day. I know a lot of movies. Well, I don't know about a lot of movies, but there are some movies that do that. Yeah. Just so when you're watching it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening now. Yeah. Even though, you know, we know it's not. Um, But it's so funny how it was like forever. Yeah. And it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, it always makes me laugh now when you watch an old movie and it's like, present day. <laughs> oh, it's clearly 1970s. It is not. You do not have all the technology we have. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess we should talk about a little bit of how this movie's made. It looks bad. It looks very, very old and washed out. And I don't know if it's just our TV and soundbar, but we had a lot of problems hearing things. Mm. Which we're watching Ted Lasso right now on season two, and we have a lot of problems hearing people on that too. Yeah. So let us know. Is it us? Are my ears going? Yeah, because... This movie was all like, it's just one of those old kind of movies you've seen on TV, you know, or an old VHS tape that's all worn out and stuff. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Johnny went over here. I gotta go find him. You're like, what did he say? What? Johnny went over here? There was a part that we rewound it, right? A couple times, I feel, yeah. Try to see or hear what, what they were saying. Like Ted Lasso, for example. I mean, granted, I know that people are British and stuff, but... You know, some of the times they're so quiet, you have to kind of go over what they said again. Like, yeah. it's with me mom's, me mom's get to me when I was a kid. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> he turned the volume up and he's like, I love you guys. Oh, yeah, it's a, such a sweet show. Yeah, we, we got Apple Plus, Apple TV recently. So we're going through the shows that are on there that I've missed and had heard good things about. So... We're at like a, it says Yale University, mm. and we cut to Alex. I guess he's like a psychology professor, if I remember correctly. But he's having some weird dream of a man dancing in a ballroom with a woman. The man is wearing like a mask, and he's like, you can't save her, Alex, and pulls like a gun out. Yeah, points it at the lady. Yeah, and Alex wakes up, and he opens up his shirt, and he's got a ton of leeches. <gasps> And he wakes up a second time, and it was all like double dreams, which never have had a double dream in my life. Yeah, I can't remember. Where you wake up, you think that was that was a crazy nightmare, and then you wake up again, and it was all a second dream. Yeah, is that a real thing? I don't know. I, movies make you think that it's real. I have personally not experienced that. No. Um, I even had a nightmare last night, which I don't have them. But yeah, I'll save the funny fact for the end. I'll just say that. Keep listening. I don't want to go off on a tangent. Oh, about what happened last yeah. night? Yeah. Oh. My word. Well, we can say real quick, Shelly had a nightmare, probably because I've been playing Alan Wake 2. Yeah. The game. And it made me jump because 
instead of being like a scary type thing, they just do like these flashes of images on the screen every now and again. It's so, like, boom, like right in your face. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I got to find this lockbox here that contains the ammo that I need. And it's like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, that's not cool. I'm not even like watching it like you are because I'm overdoing my crafts, you yeah. know, that, you know having a conversation to myself in my head you just have no idea uh, and then you're screaming and i'm like looking up and i see this flash of something i'm like jesus yeah i was like ah it gets me but it was enough to trigger a nightmare yeah and there is a spot last night that i literally almost jumped up i don't know what was wrong with me last night but there's a spot where like an enemy jumps out in this general store that you're in and it's like Rah! i was like ah! yeah i was like what is wrong with me? I'm such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say it is so hard to get you to jump or unless you touch, unless I touch you and then you can, you automatically do a little jump. Yeah. It's my, I think it's my meds. It's yeah, it's, it's okay. But as far as watching movies, it is so hard to get you to have a jump scare. Yeah. Like I've never seen it until this video game. Yeah. I've jumped and stuff. We wa- I remember like those Conjuring movies we watched. There, there's spots, you know, when something jumps out at you, you just can't help it sometimes. Yeah. He's like, oh, jeez. But yeah, most of the time I'm like, something's coming. Something's coming. <laughs> there it is right there. I just know it. But Somebody one... said how good their life is. It's going to go downhill now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's like, oh, I need to heal myself because I was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't flash the screen like that. What the fuck? We cut to New York, and we see, like, a shot of the Statue of Liberty, and I'm like, this movie could afford to film in New York? Say what? They took that free ferry like we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. But there's two scientists working here, Frank Forrester and Carissa Stanford. Mm -hmm. It's Frank and Carissa. Frank is holding on for dear life to his hair. You can tell that that's going to be going at some point. Yeah, poor guy. Carissa, they're both, like, you find out here later, psychic scientists, and they're doing an experiment trying to get this woman in a room to think of her her wildest sexual fantasy Like, okay that's personal yeah and they have like this machine and they're like tuning knobs and stuff like they're trying to get the frequency and frank's like oh can you can you get it do you feel it like she's wanting to run naked down a beach i'm like that's your wildest sexual fantasy yeah running naked in a beach i guess i but the woman, Carissa, is like, no, I can't hear her thoughts or something. So I not, it's not really clear what it is that she's doing. Yeah, I put in my notes that the guy seems like a creep. Because he's like, I'm getting a horse and a guy. And I'm like, oh, gosh, let, let's not do bestiality right mm, now. Yeah, that, yeah. That cannot be it. Well, we know he's into some wild sex later. Oh, yeah. Um, we also see a carnival. And we are at a psychic fortune teller booth here. One thing to note is that it's a woman and her boyfriend, young woman and her boyfriend. This young woman does come back as a cop in Puppet Master Littlest Reich. Whoa. Yes. And it was, I was like, oh, she must have been the main girl. Because it was like, oh, she returned to the franchise. <laughs> and I looked her up before we watched this movie. And it's like, woman at Carnival. I was like, oh. Oh, she's only in the movie for like three minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a little comedy here because... You think that the psychic woman, Dana, who is one of the main characters, is full of shit because the lady is like, oh, tell our fortune. And she's like, I see I see your your boyfriend. You'll get married and you'll have kids and he'll be a super wealthy worker. And she's like, well, he don't graduate the third grade or whatever. The 10th grade. Yeah, he didn't yeah. graduate the 10th grade. Can you look again? Because said he was going to be in like 
financing maybe yeah and then she's like but but he didn't graduate the 10th grade and she's like oh it's actually construction mm-hmm. is what he's gonna be in like what does that mean what are you saying about construction workers that's not cool i don't know then she has like a legitimate flash of like her in a hotel and you're like well that's got to be what's going to happen in the ending yeah she grabs her throat and she is freaking the fuck out we find out that they are all connected because i called him leech man at the start until we got his name leech scientist calls the two sex scientists and is like neil has died and they all make plans to gather at this hotel from the very beginning and we're like, okay, Neil died. Who the hell is Neil? Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I would. Then stick around. <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, all these people show up, and basically we learn that they all knew this man named Neil, who has been, they show up to this hotel that I guess they know he owned. It's the same hotel as at the beginning. yeah. Because they're surprised because as they get there, they're meted by like an old maid named Teresa. But they're com- this lady comes out named Megan and they're like, oh, are you the owner of this hotel? And she's like, yes, I was. I am Neil's uh, widow. And they're like, say what? Neil got married. It doesn't sound he's not the man to have gotten married. He's a narcissistic asshole. I could never see that happening. Yeah. And it's like. Well, I owned this hotel from my family, and Neil and I got married, and he helped me fix it up. And she's like, please come in here. And I wonder how long Neil has been dead, because they come in, and his body is just in this casket, like, preserved. With yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't care if it was your last will to not be buried until you see your friends again, hun. But I don't know if I could wait. She's just staying in this hotel with her dead husband in one of the rooms. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, I, I didn't see anybody's breath, so it's not like it's a cooler, you know? Yeah, well, do you have to keep it cold after you've taken everything out and embalmed it and all that? I'm pretty sure. Mm, I, I don't mean, know. your body's going to automatically start to decompose whether you do stuff or not. Yeah, that's true. Because you yeah. get buried and you decompose. <laughs> be crazy if they come in and you're like, well, he died three months ago and he's uh, decomposing in here now. Which, do we get the, do they, it's been a minute since we've watched it. Do they explain how he died? They do at some point. Um, he, they mentioned that they, he took the same route as the beginning guy. Right, right. Because they were like, well, how come we didn't sense that he killed himself? Because all this, they're all, basically what the the whole plan of this movie is, is that all of these people that we've met, Leechman, the two sex scientists, and the, um, fortune teller lady are all psychics yes they can see things they're all like connected and they were like well if neil killed himself we would have noticed and nobody sensed it when he did it like that's because you guys are awful you're awful at your job (laughs) you're terrible but they go into this room where the casket is and the fortune teller lady she's like an alcoholic pretty much i think she was like, well, if Neil's dead, then I'm going to do this. And she takes this, like, 15-inch needle out and shoves it into the body. Yeah. She's like, well, I guess he's dead. All right, that's good enough for me. Like, in his heart. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's so funny. When she pulls it out, she's like, dead as a doornail. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Very sensitive. You're a really pleasant person. Uh, we see them all, like, unpacking here. And um, the fortune teller lady, Dana, 
unpacks. She's like burning incense in her room and she gives some half-ass explanation of like to clean the room, to cleanse the room or whatever. This house is clean. <laughs> Chat. <laughs> That'd be funny if that lady showed up. Oh, as yeah. As one of them. They're like, hello, we all grew up together and went to school and Neil brought us all together to work on a project. My name's Alex. This is Dana. This is Frank and Carissa, and this is our 80-year-old friend, Tangina. <laughs> yes, hello, child. We went to college together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go towards the light. Or do. I can't ever remember. <laughs> it's that uh, 30 Rock thing. It's like, hello, fellow students. <laughs> She's got like a skateboard. Yes, we all hang out together. <laughs> I am cool with the kids. Funny fact is that Zelda was the same age we are now when we were born. <laughs> yes, I decided to go back to school and get my degree. <laughs> A degree in what? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> it's like, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to be when I grow up. Oh, I audit classes. I go in and I just sit and eat my soup in the back. <laughs> the teacher looks at me and I'm like, <laughs> I piss people off. Well, that's what you should do at 80 years old. Yeah. I ask weird questions like, you said that the math problem is done this way and I just want to know why. <laughs> Like, you're asking why the math is? Yes, I want to know, what is that symbol that looks like a plus sign sideways? Mo multiplication? Yes, they hadn't invented that when I was last here. Uh, she is not in this movie, but it would be amazing if it crossed over. Oh, yeah. That would be hilarious. Puppet Master versus Poltergeist. I just lost my shit. Um, but anyway, the the psychic lady, she is like, she pulls out this dog that is stuffed. It's like a taxidermy. Yeah. And she like talks to it throughout the movie. So I guess it's like a good luck charm or something for her. But like, I couldn't do that to one of our dogs. We had this conversation before in Caroline Coraline <laughs> Caroline <laughs> Coraline yeah yeah <laughs> I think I did say Caroline but they have like some stuffed dog dogs in there and at one point I was seriously thinking about Missy mm -hmm. uh, my chihuahua I had for a very long time but yeah, it would just be weird. Yeah, it's like they're they're gone, and seeing them, I think, would just be harder. Yeah, make it harder. Yeah, because it's like it'd be weird to love on them. They can't run and jump and go out. And they're all stiff, you know. Yeah. Like, uh. like, oh, I'll bring it back for you. Like, yeah. Um. <laughs> so they're all having dinner in the ballroom later in the night, and. This is where they all tell Neil's widow, Megan is her name. I kept calling her Neil's ex throughout the whole thing until they were one time were like, Megan. I was like, oh, oh there Megan. it is. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And he was like, basically, Neil brought us all together. He and Frank, the scientist guy, worked and discovered the work of 
Andre Toulon, who was a French doll maker, who was the last puppet master. He had discovered ancient Egyptian magic of bringing things to life. Ooh. And All right. They said they brought Dana the psychic in because that helped. She helped them find him, Toulon. Clarissa is brought in because she can reconstruct the history of objects by touching it, which we see earlier because she lays in their hotel bed. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> she's like, some two stars had wild sex in this bed. Yeah. And it was. Oh, God. Clark Gable and Carol Lombard, who apparently were together. But she can feel the history of something when she seems to really only use it for, like, sex. Yeah. She's very sexual. Yeah, because she's in a bath later, and she's like, oh, two women in the war dodged the draft and spent, like, a whole weekend in this bathtub together. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I mean, that'd be kind of wrinkly, you know? After a while, you just got to get out. (laughs) Got to do something else. Not a weekend in the bath, but... um, and Alex can dream of the future. So they were all brought together. And as they're talking, we get a cuts back of the maid. Her name's Teresa. She's, like, getting the fireplace ready, putting wood in. And she keeps hearing noises. And you see Neil's casket, like, these two hands pop out of the casket and pull itself up. Mm-hmm. And this puppet's name is Pinhead, which they had a lawsuit on their hands from Hellraiser. Although they don't ever call him Pinhead in the first one, I don't believe. Well, and the thing is, is that Dana told her earlier, don't go near the fireplace. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't do it. Yeah, and this puppet, it's a, it's you know, a size puppet, but he's got a very small head and he's got a big hands, like human hands, which mm-hmm. I read in the trivia. It was a smaller actress, so as they put it in the trivia itself, dwarf actress, probably not politically correct now. But she had the puppet on her head and her hands. She said it was kind of difficult to maneuver. Oh, wow. That would be weird. Yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of maneuver it around. But those hands are real people hands. Mm-hmm. So. I think I think you even was like, do you think that's real hands? And I'm like, I think so. Yeah, they looked real because they were moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she keeps hearing things and she turns around and something that sounds like runs across the piano that's in the fireplace room. Yeah. And she gets a fire poker and is, like, checking it out. And there's nothing there. And as she is looking, something picks up the fire poker that she has set down. And it's just a very quick cut of her getting hit in the head. And you see, like, this blood splatter hit the fireplace wood. This is when it kind of upset me because she's like, oh, no. (laughs) Let me wait. Wait until it hits me. Ugh, okay. (laughs) There got me. Uh, Hold it and hold it. Like, um, you had so much time to react, even if, you know, your fright or flight kicks in, you you had time to get out of that fright and and flight. You should have flighted. (laughs) Yes, I know that did not make sense. So we do cut back to the dinner and, and they, Dana is getting wasted. The psychic lady is getting wasted and is like talking shit to Megan about Neil. But anyway, Alex like walks her out and he's like, well, we all kind of went our separate ways because Neil ended up fucking us over in different ways. And that's it. We hadn't really talked to each other until now. And here we are. 
Um, we do get kind of what we've already mentioned here where Megan the ex is like, oh, well, I inherited this hotel and Neil helped me when we got married. Um, but after a while, all he did was just stay up on the third floor or whatever floor it is and not come down. He just holed up in there doing his own work. Hmm, I wonder what's up there. Mm, I'm sure we'll figure it out later. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're back to people in their hotel rooms after dinner again, and Megan the ex is like walking around doing things in her hotel room, and she faints because she sees Neil sitting in a chair with like eyes open like he's alert. Like, what? And people... You should be having some rigor mortis going on. You shouldn't be able to be sitting down right now. Yeah, I know, and I don't even remember how they explained this away. They're like, somebody must have set him up like this. No, they blamed it on Teresa, the, the lady that just got killed. Yeah, which nobody has noticed, which did the puppets, I guess, drag her body out? Maybe. No one just goes in that room? They put, like, an out-of-order sign on that room? Yeah. <laughs> Being cleaned. <laughs> well, no one go in there. Oh, Teresa's in there. That's fine. Um, and this is now also the time where we get Carissa nude in the bath about the two women. She's feeling it. And Frank is like talking to her and Carissa's like, what would you do if you got Toland's power? And he's like, I would rule the world with puppets. Can you explain? What? How would you do that? Explain a little further. Um, Carissa gets out of the tub, which you do see her naked because you got to have nudity in mm, these movies. Yep. But she gets out of the tub. She's. Frank is not responding to her anymore. She's like, well, Frank? Frank? Frank, are you there? It says his name, name like 5,000 times. Frank? It's What was that? We learned about Ted Lasso where the sound where the word becomes a sound. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, Frank? 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 <laughs> Frank? Frank? That sounds weird now. Is someone saying Frank in here? <laughs> um, but she goes around the corner and Frank pops out with pantyhose on his head. Yeah, some weird fantasy, I guess. Yeah, he said he wanted to get her in the haunted house mood. All right. And we see Alex walking through the hotel, and he sees Dana, the psychic. She's burning incense and, like, a paper on her door. And she's like, the Gallaghers, which is, it's Neil Gallagher and Megan Gallagher mm. are their last names. She's like, the Gallaghers want to kill us. And she has, like, a chicken foot in her hand and, like, coats it in blood and, like, you know, scrapes it across Alex's hand for protection, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess so. And if you knew this, like, why are you here? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, we see Dana in her room and we get another puppet POV running across the floor. So you're like, oh, shit, there's one in here now. Um, we see her playing, like, with tarot cards next to her stuffed dog <laughs> so crazy because that's what psychics do they just they play tarot cards and do psychic shit all the time all the time uh, and here we go we get like this 10 to 15 minute sex session basically is carissa and frank just have sex and we keep cutting back to alex which it's such a bad shot in the movie because at the time i had to rewind it because i was like we cut to alex and he's like can't sleep because of their wild mm. sex oh yeah and i was like who was that guy and you're like who i'm like that guy tossing and turning. I'm like, oh, we haven't seen him in the movie yet. <laughs> and you're like, that's that's that was the leech guy. I'm like, oh, like it's such a bad shot of him because he's got like pillows over his head and stuff. I was like, I, I couldn't even recognize his face. Well, we saw him just a second ago getting a drink or whatever in his room. And then now he's in bed tossing and turning. Yeah. So I'm like, how much time just passed? 
Well, he, he we see him in a minute, like walk around some more because he meets Megan, if I remember right. Yeah. But you're like, what day is it? I even put it in my notes. I'm like, oh, the next day he's walking around, but it's the same night. No, because I think he has a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, can't can't get to sleep. So with their wild sex here, Carissa has tied Frank to the bed and she puts a blindfold over him. Oh yeah. And she's got like this see-through robe on or whatever and she just is on top of him yep and they're having crazy wild sex and you see a pov again of a puppet and he like brings a chair you see like the little hook hand hook a chair so he can get up and look into the keyholes of the different places and you know this because he's going her, 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 her. <laughs> it's a goddamn fucking chair <laughs> it's heavy <laughs> uh, he spies on dana and she's just doing weird psychic shit because of course she's a psychic and then he spies on carissa and they're having crazy sex He's all like, wait a minute. Um, they hear a sound, and Carissa gets off of Frank and investigates underneath the bed. Dude, and No, and he even said it. He's like, untie me, untie me before she gets off. And, yeah. And she's just like, nope, I'm going to look underneath this bed. Give me a fucking second. I'm going to look under this bed. And she does, and she sees a puppet with a drill in its head. And the one thing I actually do kind of enjoy is that these puppets, when they move, it's claymation. Mm, so you can mm-hmm. kind of tell it's like stop motion almost. Yeah. Like Coraline was. You can kind of tell they really put some effort into it. But this puppet rushes at Carissa with his head down and you just hear her kind of like screaming as it happens. And he must run real fast because he's at one side of the bed and mm-hmm. she's at the other. Again, can you just lift your head up? Tiny puppet. Like maybe we need to time this stuff and recreate it because I really think a lot of these people could have just moved out of the way. Yeah, they could have easily gotten out. And you'd be fine. Well, I guess it, we find out later this thing drilled her in the mouth because <laughs> Frank did that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> because I Frank, see what you did there. That's yeah. Funny. Well, Frank doesn't really hear her very much. You just hear her being like, oh yeah, and. This is the stretching the limits of believability here because a <laughs> tiny little woman puppet comes up now and she's like flicking and playing with Frank's nipple. And he's like, ooh, Carissa, that's so sexy. You know what I like. I'm like, it's a puppet hand. Yeah. The thing is tiny. There's no way you wouldn't have been able to like not tell it was a puppet. Yeah, and the, all that like plastic you know i'm guessing it's a pla- maybe they're wood okay they're probably wood wood or felt maybe even but, but i don't know but yeah he's like oh carissa and this puppet which apparently it was made of latex and it had like a little thing just pop out of the mouth a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. and then they cut and have a full thing but this was the scene that you explained the movie to me you were like oh i know the one that i want to watch has leeches in it because <laughs> this thing spits out leeches on frank's body yeah and he's like, hoo, 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 what is that? And he's like, oh, 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 it hurts. Oh, why? Yeah. And you get to see pretty close up to this doll spitting this leech out of her mouth. It's not doesn't look the greatest, but I could, you know, I could tell they put some time into it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really, you know, the puppets were pretty well done. They put some time and they did like the claymation to make it look like they move, but... You know, while he is struggling, Frank's blindfold slips and he sees the leech woman. He freaks out. And this is where it cuts. And I was like, okay, so it's next morning because we see Alex and Dana again in the hallway. And Alex is walking and Dana is like drinking and she makes a move on him, like hits on him. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'm I'm okay. 
And I was like, you just spoke. You did the whole, like, chicken hand on him. And I was like, this is obviously the next day. But they would cut back to Frank, and he's getting killed. Um, Dana goes into her room, and this is Neil's body is sitting there again. Yeah. Uh, she starts shaking what sounds like a can of quarters over the body and blows smoke on him. And she's like, well, he won't be. His eyes like close on the body. And she's like, well, that won't be bothering us anymore because I shook a dollar fifty at him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where you, you realize that the puppets must have human strength because she goes over to her bed. And it's the pinhead puppet, right? The big human hands the puppet. Human hands. Mm-hmm. He runs behind her and pulls her legs and flips her up to the bed. So he must have human strength. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna say so. And this is where you were right, Dana. She's like fighting back. He starts strangling her, and she like throws him across the room. Yeah, because I mean he's a fucking puppet. He's tiny. He, he got a little tiny head. The tiny puppet. You just grab it and fucking throw it. Like, Kick it. You know they say that men's. Um, you know what is about the size of their their hand, mm-hmm. right? Can you imagine? He's just got this teeny tiny little body. I mean, I know he's just a doll. This is a gigantic penis, is what you're getting at. Yeah, just <laughs> dragging as he walks. He'd be like a tripod. <laughs> Bigger than that, he's dragging on the gr- he walks with it. <laughs> Uses it as a pogo stick. <laughs> or you use that as a weapon? Yeah, to smack you up the side of. The- face <laughs> that would sexually assault you to death <laughs> she is like crawling i guess she got stabbed or he cut her or something because she's crawling down the hall dana is to get into the elevator and blade as i was calling him hook hand in my notes starts running and she manages to close the elevator door on him yeah i was like oh my gosh is she gonna get away and yep she's she's a fighter so it is dana i thought this was megan but before she gets into the elevator pinhead is chasing her, and she grabs him and throws him over the railing of the stairs. Yeah. And he falls to the bottom of the floor. And then she crawls, closing Pinhead out of the elevator. And you pointed it out, but she's like, ground floor. You're like, you just threw that puppet to the ground floor. (laughs) Like, why are you going there? He's going to be down there. Yeah. So she opens up the door, and Pinhead is standing there waiting for her. Hello. Um, he punches her, and she throws him again because he's just a stupid puppet. But Hookhand jumps from the top of the elevator. He like comes from the like the utility panel or whatever, mm-hmm. and slices her throat. After five seconds, at least. Yeah. And she dies pretty quickly. I mean, just little cut. She's dead. Yeah, which I don't think we mentioned it at the first, but when Frank and Carissa are, you know, arriving at the hotel, they are in the elevator and Carissa gets like a crazy premonition or like, what, them fighting, I guess? Uh, Neil essayed somebody. It wasn't good. Yeah, which that never really comes back. Was it Megan, his ex? Did he do that to her? No. She she seems kind of fond of him. It was somebody else. And I don't know if they told her or what, but yeah, it it was kind of irrelevant. Like, why were they just trying to paint this Neil guy as a really bad guy? Yeah, it's like it's slowly revealing that he's a terrible person. Which, I mean, they seem like they already knew that. Yeah, they're like, he's an asshole. Yeah. Leo. So, (laughs) So we don't need more of that. Now we cut to Alex... He gets a knock on his door from Megan, says that she's got to show him something. They go up to the 
under construction floor, I guess. This place looks like it's being worked on still. And she's like, I've got to show you something. There's a connection between Tolan and Neil's work. And she opens up a door, and it's the big ballroom from his dream earlier. What? And it's Neil dancing with her again. Says, you can't save her, pulls a gun out. Oh, my gosh. And Alex wakes up. (gasps) Oh, my. It was all a premonition dream. It was just a dream again. Although the ballroom doesn't come into play, does it? Is that where they were having dinner earlier, I guess? He must be just having dreams of what could happen or what's going to happen. Maybe. But wouldn't you know it, Megan knocks on the door and she's like, I have something to show you. And the door behind him opens up and she's like, can you all keep it down? I'm trying to sleep. I'm 80 years old. (laughs) And you would think. That he just had this dream. Yeah. He knows he can dream of the future. Why wouldn't you just be like, no, I'm not going to go with you. I can see what will happen, and I'm not going to do that. We, But, he, like, the whole time, he's just following, like, I know what's going to happen. Let's just see how this plays out. Yeah. Well, they follow and do the same exact thing, like you said. And instead of opening up to a ballroom, the door she wants to show him opens up to the room where... Toulon was making his puppets in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is where Neil was working the entire time, and he wouldn't come out of this room. They find Toulon's diary, and it's basically like, I loved my dolls like children. <laughs> and he's like, I gave them life. And he's like, the puppets are harmless when the person's good, but in the wrong hands, they could be evil. Uh, I put in my notes here, I didn't remember it very well, but Alex has a vision of Neil pointing a gun at the camera here. And he's like, hi, Alex. Bye, Alex. And they freak out. And Alex and Megan, like, run down the stairs. No oh boy. And this is where he has a vision of everybody in the dining room, like, sitting together, like all the groups of psychics. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're in the dining room. Yeah, I also put in my notes here, he has, when he has a vision, he acts like he comes. He's like, <laughs> Alan Wake. When you heal yourself, the cop, the FBI agent in the game, sounds like she's coming when she heals. Yeah, a little orgasmy. Yeah, you wrap like a bandage around your arm and it gets your health going back up. And she's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, that is a little sexual. Maybe it's like soothing aloe. And she's like, ooh, that's nice. Oh, oh. <laughs> so because of his vision, Alex is like, let's go to the the ballroom. And they go and... All of the psychic people are now sitting in chairs and they are completely dead. Like, And this is where you see Carissa, her face is like completely mangled. It looks mm. like she's got a little bit of ketchup on her mouth. Yeah, a little bit. And I didn't really have much money, I don't think, for special effects. <laughs> and Megan is like, we've got to get out of here. And holy shit, Neil walks in. What? He's he, dead. He's like, it was me the whole time. He goes, not leaving on my account. And Megan freaks the fuck out. <laughs> well, yeah. I would, too, if it was, like, you and you came back alive. But yeah. I would be like, oh, my gosh, you're back. I don't care how you are. I don't care how you kill people now. It's fine. It's like Pet Cemetery. It's like, you came back <laughs> wrong, but I still love you. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you're dead. And he's like, metaphysically speaking, I killed myself, but I brought myself back to life using the Egyptian magic. And I'll now live forever. And he gives it away. I could kill him. He's like, well, technically my entire body will have to be destroyed to kill me. But that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, 
I'm like superhuman. You're yeah. going to have to really tear me apart. Good luck. He's like, I brought you all here because you would have psychically realized I found the secrets of Toulon's magic. And he's like, and I couldn't have you finding it. And he's like, I've been working and trying to experiment on things to bring people back from the dead so I could live forever. Mm. By I started by experiment, experimenting on Megan's parents. And she's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Did he kill them, I think? He'd have to. Yeah, I guess he killed them. And he was like experimenting on them to see if he could bring humans back from the dead. I mean, I guess it didn't work. Uh, Megan runs at Neil try, and he, Neil hits her and punches Alex and the puppets all seem to be reacting very negatively to Neil here I wrote I guess they don't like it when the person's evil or mm, I, I guess. guess maybe they're just kind of like you know you sound a little crazy I have a little bit of a theory and I will tell you here once we do the big reveal of maybe what's going on all right they fight they fight for some time and Neil is beating the shit out of Alex and he says a line of time to die so you can live forever. So is he just trying to bring these people back to life? I mean, I guess he needs friends, right? <laughs> I guess it's going to be lonely. Uh, <laughs> He's a million live, years from now. Live forever. You're going to have to have somebody else that lives forever with you. I guess. Well, they start fighting towards the elevator and Neil, or, sorry, Alex kicks Neil into the elevator with Pinhead, the human hands puppet. And Neil's like, he sees this thing, and the puppet's looking at him. He's like, what are you looking at, you fucking cretin? I'll chop you into firewood. They must be wooden. There you go. Oh, there we go. Uh, human hands. <laughs> that was my name for him. Human yeah, hands. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Pinhead knocks Neil down, and Neil pops his little head off. And Drillhead comes down and drills into Neil's leg. And I was like, I guess Neil can still feel pain. Because he's like, Oh, ah, yeah. Like, my leg. And he's, like, leaking embalming fluid, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like greenish fluid. And you said that. You're like, oh, embalming fluid. Mm. Um, the puppets are now moving towards Neil in the elevator. More claymation. Uh, Neil tries to get out of the emergency hatch. But, oh, boy, here comes oh, yeah. Blade. Um, as he's holding on his hand, his fingers are like holding on to the top of the emergency hatch and blade slices his fingers off. Yikes. Forgot. I kind of forgot about that. That's where we get the green. Yeah. Nasty embalming fluid. They hold, they all hold Neil down. Drillhead drills into Neil's neck and leech woman vomits a leech into his mouth. Mm. And as this is all happening, like. Megan is outside the elevator and she's like screaming to, for it to all stop. And they do after they kill Neil. Oh, okay. Um, Neil dies because you see that uh, Blade has his little hook hand and Neil's like the corner of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And as when Neil dies, Blade takes his hand out and it goes like, <laughs> does a little, that's so weird, out of his mouth. Um, so the next morning, it's just over. Yeah. They're like, you want to know, like, well, what happened with all those puppets? And the dead bodies. Yeah. I'd imagine the cops would be there. Because Alex is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, peace out. And he's See like, I'm, I'm sorry that all my friends are dead. She's like, well, actually, no, child. I'm still alive. I had a great time. <laughs> I went to bed at 6. I woke up at 4 a.m. Nothing was... <laughs> 
I heard some screaming, but you know, it's fine. I, I heard some screaming. I took some more melatonin. I went right back to sleep, <laughs> child. I got to go. I got some work. I hear of a little girl that disappeared in her TV. <laughs> TV. Tangina, why are we friends? <laughs> I babysat you when you were a child, child. So I was like, well, that's nice of Alex to just be like, I'm getting the fuck out. I still have work to do. And Megan's like, we'll see you later. Goodbye. What happened to these puppets? What happened to the bodies? No one knows. Who knows? And Tangina's like, oh, I'm taking these bodies for myself. Do experiments. <laughs> I heard about living forever. <laughs> I want to live forever if I can get another body. I'm four four. I'm four, four, and 80 years old, child. I need a new body. I want to be five, six, and at least in my 40s. Oh, I can only live forever if I'm in a little puppet. I'll be even smaller. <laughs> oh, no. That would suck. And they put her into like a puppet that looks exactly like her. It's got, like those glasses, big glasses and stuff. <laughs> like this isn't what I thought it would be. <laughs> So Alex leaves and Megan's like in her hotel and she picks up the stuffed dog that Dana had. She yeah. pets the dog. The dog comes to life and she puts it down and it cuts. That's it. Yeah. The dog runs off and I put in my notes. So cute. And then, yeah, that's it. I was like, wait, what? Like, what does that mean? And I looked it up and did some more research and apparently they, it's, it's hinting that she was a like the real puppet master maybe oh like she maybe could control things better than neil or has figured out how to control things better than neil could i'll be darn maybe she figured out after her parents died that he did it maybe and was all like i need to figure some shit out yeah i don't know if she returns in any of the other ones but she's like oh i really need to figure out and I'm going to go ahead and let Neil do his whole thing and kill all of his friends but then I'm going to jump in at the end. <laughs> then I'm going to make sure he dies. Mm -hmm. And that's it and there are 14 more after this one. Holy shit. Yeah. Puppet Master, The Revenge No, that's Jaws. <laughs> um, so having never seen it before, I thought it was okay. It, it had a little bit of like an old charm 80s charm to it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, I still like it. It just, it wasn't as wonderful as I remember. Yeah, definitely not scary to me, at least. No, it, it was a little bit more comical. Mm -hmm. Which maybe that what they were going for. Maybe. So that's it. Yeah, we didn't have any comments on anything, so nobody to shout out. But if you want to shout out, just make sure you comment on one of our posts on Instagram or Facebook. And... Yeah, we, we appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, we thank you. And you had hinted at it at the beginning of the movie. Did you want to tell why you're so tired today? Uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted to get into it. But um, I learned this thing that happens with cats. Um, whenever they're scared or they feel like they need to kind of protect themselves, they secrete their anal glands, mm -hmm. which is in your butt, if you don't know. Oh, okay. Because anal. anal. Um. And it and it's shit basically. It's um, yeah. So 
our cat Barry was trying to get underneath the covers because you know it's getting colder. Mm-hmm. And Odin already likes to be underneath the covers right next to me, and he's very territorial. Yeah. So Barry was getting underneath there, and Odin, my gosh, it was like he barked and lunged at him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I feel something wet. And I'm like, oh, what is that? So, and it's on my hand. And so I, I put it up to my face, of course, because you like got <laughs> to do the smell test. Yeah, and I'm like, ale? holy shit, that is shit. Why is it wet? <laughs> yeah, for real. So I get up and wash my hand and I'm like, well, maybe it's not so bad. And I get back into bed. No, no, it it's real bad. Yeah, it is all over the place. It's soaked through my pajama bottoms. Um and I had to sleep on the couch the rest of the night. Yeah, me being able to sleep through an apocalypse, basically. I woke mm. up and I'm like, hey, did you sleep okay? You're like, no. And I was like, holy shit, you think I would have woken up smelling how bad it was? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think because the fan blows towards you. Yeah, it, it blows was, it towards you. It was, <laughs> it was just bypassing you and, and hitting me right in the face. But yeah, I was just like, you know, I'm not, I can't deal with this. I'm just going to go on our new couch and... You can't sleep very well on a couch. I don't care how good it is. Yeah, I know. And you, um, that's the lesson to everybody now today is that cats get scared. They will secrete their anal glands. Yep. Vets are very used to it because they've, I don't know, none of our cats have done that in the vet's office. No, I don't think so. So, I mean, that's good. But if they get suddenly scared, uh, expect some shit to happen. (laughs) For real. Real shit to happen. So there's my story. There you go. And... And that's it. That's the end of this episode. Yeah. So next week, I know we're out of October and we only did one scary movie, yeah. but I know there's a lot more stuff out there to keep everybody entertained in regards to watching horror movies. And absolutely, you know, listen to last week's or the last episode we did to hear all the crazy ass shit that was going on to cause us to only have this episode in October. But mm. next week we'll be doing a movie that Shelley wants to watch. She had asked if we want we should do it for the podcast at some point. It's called Throw Mama from the Train. Yay! So, until next week, we will be doing that movie. Bye-bye.